0: Welcome to Vital Force, I'm Paula, I'm Kelly, and I'm Krista, and we're three homeopaths inviting you to reconnect with your vital force. Join us each week as we share inspiring conversations that
1: bring homeopathy to life, awaken your inner power, and strengthen your wholeness. Healing begins within. That's right, I, I gave our whole family the strep tilt. Oh yeah, oh, how'd
2: that go?
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean, well, we're still working on it. Um, I took a break because, well, dealing with... Leo's leg. And, um, I had to order the next potencies, um, because our homeopath wants us, it's interesting. Like I have some people using that remedy right now. And as, um, um, I don't know, I can't remember if you two listened to that conversation between, um, Sarah and, um, I don't remember what Tilch's first name is. I'm drawing a blank. But anyway, he often gives it like at the 40 C uh potency for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so if you listen to their conversation, they talk about that just how it it's such a hugely systemic thing. This like whole strep energy, right? It impacts it never just impacts one person, it impacts mm-hmm. everyone in the system. And so yeah, we're we're addressing the whole family system. Cool. Hmm.
2: Have you noticed anything yet, or do you feel like it's no,
1: no, nothing yet? I mean, it was really only a couple doses, so right. Hmm. But I'm still so so curious, and I'm also just wanted to do that because I'm kind of want to have personal experience with it before I am yeah, using yeah. it in practice too. Totally,
2: <clears throat> that's cool. I have um, after our conversation last week or the week before, whenever we chatted about strep. I've had like five cases with strep hmm.
1: prominent. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean,
2: okay, universe. I guess we're here.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, finish your thought, and then I have to no, tell you no, about- That was yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yesterday, I had a case that I've been working with um, for a couple of months. Who it, it's um someone who has already been to other homeopaths and has been dealing with um severe psoriasis but also so many other things right Mm -hmm. and so i had prescribed my last prescription was burnix and um i was so excited when she came back and we had this this follow-up because this was like such a such a cool remedy response. Like, you know, you always think, okay, remedy response and symptoms improve. Well, she had known for years, had heard this, um, linen being grounding to wear. Right. But this, you know, Vernix is like that coating, right. A boundary, right. you it, it's, it, it's so often used for folks who are, have all these environmental sensitivities and things. Well, yeah. taking the Vernix, she remembered about the linen, started wearing linen and linen, has been helpful for, seems to have been helpful for, um, for the psoriasis. And so improve that the the psoriasis improving for the first time in three years or something. Wow. And, um, we were talking a lot about how that made her feel much more grounded and safe in her body. Mm. And then we got to talking and somehow came up something we never talked about before the first time she ever had a psoriasis, um, eruption was after a bad strep infection. Mm. And it was treated with antibiotics. And then out came this reactive strep or reactive psoriasis. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is huge. This is such important information that now has come out. And I'm like, it's sometimes you're just like, oh, it's, it's just all perfect. It's just all, you know, cause she was sort of like, well, I don't know, maybe it's not the remedy. Maybe it's the linen. Mm. And I'm like, well, it's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. Learning about the strep piece. That's, that's a huge thing that wasn't there before that came out at just the right
0: time. Yeah. I love that because that awareness, like it's, that's so exciting to me when the exactly they release information that maybe wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And again, that's, all part of it because that remedy prior has because I have a similar case very Carcinosen, and so of course putting on and such a lovely client so like just ideal and, and just so much transformation and then gradually anger kept the word anger was being used a lot in anger and you would never see that again kind of that cover right of mm-hmm. presenting all together so I think after probably about six weeks to eight weeks of moving through all of a sudden that I said, Oh, I'm hearing so much anger. And she's talking. I'm angry. This and that, like, and she goes, yeah, she goes, it's always been there. I think I was just too embarrassed or shy to tell you that, or it just never came up or whatever, same idea. So now she was more comfortable or more, or maybe it was just became more aware that was the underlying fuel or the feeling, right. The emotion. Mm -hmm. So that was very interesting. Same thing and either more comfortable. So again, it's all connected to where we are, you know, like trusting the process and, what comes up and leading you and unfolding? It's, I don't know, so cool because it was her awareness and her ability to tap into that deeper emotion. But yeah, anyway, it was cool because same kind of idea that was never there. Our first initial consults, like kind of was yeah. like it was being suffocated a little bit, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it probably wasn't, she wasn't ready to maybe no. go there, you know, or whatever, for whatever. But again, it just works so beautifully. Yeah so cool. Yeah, it is.
1: I, I, it's, I it is interesting. Like, and I know, I mean, I've been there, it's so uncomfortable, but like
0: um,
1: the, the number of folks that'll come back and be like, kind of w- when I say, okay, so what's worse, if anything, what's worse? And they're like, well, I'm really, I'm just really angry and irritable. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I feel like a lot of times pe- folks that are coming, um, with like some period hormonal complaints or something. will like, let's, I've given sepia at certain times. And I feel like oftentimes that's when later folks come back and they're like, well, I'm just really angry now. And I'm like, okay, that's actually like a I good know. thing, really, ultimately, right? Because this was just, fascinating. like, when they start talking, you can tell like it was there. But th- mm-hmm. this happened this week where she's like, Maybe I'm just more aware of it now. I'm just not tolerating this thing yes. that is happening over here, yeah. but it feels like it's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm using air quotes here. People can't see, but like, it feels like it's wrong because it's not, it doesn't feel like an improvement. It doesn't feel yeah. great and like wonderful, but it's so what the body needs. Like well, it's like being tired, boundaries, or yeah, being tired, it's setting a boundary yeah. and it's saying, I don't like this. Yeah, And and it's a being, it's coming out. Yeah. And that's uncomfortable. And people yeah, see that as like yeah. wrong, or I see it as like a worsening, but it's actually not a worsening. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: like, I think I always think of the people who have like a really good cry after a remedy. And mm-hmm. most of the time, most people are like, oh, it felt really relieving. Like I had a really mm-hmm. good cry. I felt better after it was good because crying is something that I think we're all. A little bit more comfortable with but anger mm-hmm. as a response mm-hmm. which is yeah. also a great discharge response it's a great energy release all these things we don't we haven't been taught how to handle it or how to move with it and mm-hmm. the discomfort with that I think often yeah. is where people get that like oh it's wrong like there's this new symptom yeah. bad or like I shouldn't be irritated with my husband or you know mm-hmm. I shouldn't be angry at my kids. It's a bad thing. Um and yeah, I think. Yeah, that's one that I agree Kelly. It's always like the yeah. you want to cheer a little
0: bit and they're just like, "But I'm angry." It's terrible.
1: Well, <laughs> I want well, to feel happy. happy. <laughs>
0: yeah, like my client too, like that anger was just being suppressed down and now yeah. all of a sudden it's there to be released or to, you know. Yeah. It was always there. They just weren't maybe acknowledging it. Yeah. Right. Or ignoring yeah. it. And I think like
2: anger being released like oh I saw this really good quote I I would butcher it if I tried to say it um but it was something along the lines of like unresolved conflict unresolved conflict or emotions in our body like takes up the most energy it takes the most energy away from our existence um because it just constantly stews and brews in our body and anger I think is probably one of the greatest culprits of that because it's Mm -hmm. something especially in women it's something Mm -hmm. that just gets stored inside and like just all the energy it takes to hold that in is so consuming. And like you said, Kelly, with periods, when you said that, I was like, Oh, that's so often when there's period issues, a good remedy brings out anger. (laughs) (laughs) That seems to be not sadness. It's not Mm. anything else. It seems to be anger when, when there's period issues, um, which would make sense with the liver connection there too. But yeah. You
1: know, it's so, just I mean,
2: so consuming.
1: <laughs> I'm thinking about you. I feel like you're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I said like my husband and I were were having a, a discussion yesterday and I was and I say discussion. I don't remember what we were really arguing about, but we were arguing and I was heated and my period's about to start. And I the the thing that I said to, his, to him is I said I said I, I didn't this feels sacred to me. This intensity feels yeah. sacred because I am upset, and I am. Re- I'm like, I know, like I'm. You know, being re- need to be responsible for how it's coming out. I need to find the healthy ways to release it. But I'm telling you, the intensity you're hearing in me, that is sacred. Like it mm-hmm. is that, and I've said this in a post before. But like, I think we women so often um, pathologize again, air quotes, PMS, the emotional mental symptoms of PMS pathologize them when really it's just that that time before and during your period is a portal and the veil is lifted from all of that like suppression that we've been able to do all month long mm-hmm. and it's like your body's not going to let that happen anymore things are flowing right like not just blood but the emotions are flowing and it's like it just to me is always like my period just holds up a mirror like what have you been holding all month that yeah. you're, you haven't let out and this month it was clearly like anger and you know frustration It was like okay i gotta that's where i gotta work that's where my work is yeah
2: yeah Absolutely. I think that's that was um was that Bailey Philip Bailey talks about that in his book? I don't know. I feel like that was something Oh, about, like, yeah,
0: something yeah,
2: yeah, was something? it something? He talks about the time before your period, whatever symptoms, your PMS symptoms are really yeah. just like your chronic what you're suppressing and what you're holding yeah. in. Um Yes, yes, yes.
1: I think I remember
2: that now. Yeah, I think that was I feel like you told me about that. You referenced. Yeah, that.
1: I probably read that a long time ago,
2: and then I internalized it. <laughs> no, I mean it's a yep. really good, really good reminder. I think it's a, a cool one. But yeah,
1: I I don't know anger. Like and the, now you got me thinking. I was like, I, t- I took the Nux Vomica, and then we were talking about sepia, and obviously Nux and sepia, <laughs> you know, chronic acute um, remedies.
2: <clears throat> I I've had a lot of like stuff come up around working with the midwives because they're very medicalized here and Mm -hmm. just like my own dislike for the medical system and my own past experiences and COVID all of that stuff I just realizing that there's some triggers there that need to be supported and moved through so I um, I just my midwives changed. We had our appointment a few weeks ago and they didn't tell us. It was just like at the end of the thing, she's like, Hey, you're going to be meeting with this person next time. And I was like, who is that? Like, <laughs> I don't know that name. You, And she's like, Oh, we changed September 1st. All of the teams are changing. And I was like, no hmm. one told me that. And it was just like, this immediate, it's not a huge deal, but to me, it was just like, you don't respect me enough to tell me that like ahead of time. And mm-hmm. like, Um, So it was very irritating and I left feeling very like guarded with them, which is not what I want to feel with people that are going to be attending my birth. And um, so I booked a therapy appointment and sure enough, like halfway through the appointment, I was just like bawling my face off and all this COVID trauma came up that I was like, Oh, I have not, that's not done. (laughs) It's still very much in my body and that's still very much happening inside of me. And after I was very like sad was the main emotion but after the appointment as things were kind of like simmering and and moving around inside anger was the thing that started coming out that I was just like wow all that anger is still inside of me and like well I knew I didn't just move on but you know most people just moved on and expected all of us to do the same yeah I was like this is fresh this is taking up energy in my body and needs space to express so it's going to come out at the midwives first, but (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah. That's, um, but it's, it's crazy um, how it can hide in you, you know, like, like emotions. And even if you feel like you have the most awareness about things, you can still, your body is so smart at, at prioritizing things and, um, we can suppress things intentionally with medication or just through our own means of ignoring symptoms and whatever. Mm -hmm. But our body is also really, really smart at suppressing things that we can't handle or Mm -hmm. turning, you know, mental emotional symptoms into physical things because maybe we can handle the physical pain more than we can handle facing what's mental and emotional right now. Um, And I think that's something that continuously blows me away when I notice it in myself that like, I feel like I work so hard to be aware of all this stuff and I use the remedies and I try to express and I go to therapy and I do all the things and still my body just takes care of me and, and hides the things that I can't take on right now.
0: You know, it's just, I don't know. It's baffling. I like that hide, you know, like hiding it. And I keep thinking of the scale, which I'm, I don't know if you got like the frequency scale too of like, frequency of anger and the vibration, how it's one of the lowest ones in our body. And when you're lowly, you know, in that scale, how you're more susceptible to things around you and the self-shame too. I think shame might be the lowest. Mm -hmm.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, how that changes your physical vibration your internal, like your nervous system, your vital force. Um, but yeah, and hiding. And I think just feeling when you're talking that whole time about how, I think we all feel that. And like we said, our minds just Aren't, we're just not we don't want to or it's hiding we're hiding it but as a collective it's so much in our world right now and I think you can see that in people's health and ourselves either because we're scared to maybe express for one and with how much anger and shame and fear is just outside of us too that we are absorbing yeah it's just so much um especially being in the state you're in with having a baby and bringing a baby and all your unknowns. And yeah, that's a lot.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, I think you're speaking to the power of the subconscious, right? The body and the subconscious mind are very much one, right? Like the power of subconscious mind to keep us Mm -hmm. safe in a way, right. That will only allow, it will only bring forward what we have the capacity to like. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's similar to what you're saying about the collective
2: energy, Krista. Like, I think thinking post COVID, the collective desire to just move on, yeah. whether you are someone that was deeply hurt in relationships or someone that was deeply angry or whatever the experience on any end of the spectrum during COVID. I think everybody just wanted to move on and forget about it and go to the next, like, let's just be, let's just be happy and normal and healthy. That was the goal throughout COVID was let's escape this and be happy and normal and healthy, which I think is what we do with symptoms and health in general. (laughs) But thinking Mm -hmm. about that, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but in the last, say, I would say like four to six months, I've noticed an increase of people unpacking trauma from COVID. It wasn't happening before that in Mm -hmm. my practice. And then the last few months, I've noticed more people being like having realizations about how much it impacted them or starting to talk about it in appointments where I wasn't getting that before. And when I started to notice the pattern, I started to think maybe we were just in like survival mode. All this happened and we were like, great, it's normal. Let's get back to normal. Let's forget about everything. (laughs) Let's just forget the horrible things we said or were told and move on but then our body is like but all of this is still inside remembering it yeah to deal with it and I would say like the last six months I've seen that a lot more um, even with people that I've been working with like through COVID into now all of a sudden they're like I think I just realized how bad that was for me and how much it messed me up <laughs> And I don't know I don't know if you guys have noticed that
0: I have, because a lot of times it's like since 2020 or 2021, or, you know, and it's like that date, (laughs) 2020. And yeah, physical things or the mental, emotional more now of relationships, apparently people were not supportive and now it's coming to the surface. I do see that pattern too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and and also the, not flip side, but the, for the folks, I I have folks who are still, and I guess suppose one I'm thinking about is an, an elderly woman, but like, there's still a lot of fear oh, yeah, around sure. it and and it's um coming back yeah. i think like coming back up um when maybe it had subsided a little bit but i'm hearing yeah. that too yeah
2: no for sure it's almost like maybe for everyone it's coming back up and reevaluating the fear whatever or it's the residual effects or whatever
0: or thinking it was over and now mm-hmm. oh here we go again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like hearing these little tidbits of something starting again yeah
1: I was going to say, it's like old symptoms returning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, interestingly, from a collective perspective, I don't know if you ever listened to Kate Birch's stuff about the energy of COVID, yeah. like when she proved, that yeah. episode, you know, um, but you think about collectively, like that return of old symptoms, like what still needs to be healed mm-hmm. collectively through this disease, through this pandemic of mm-hmm. energy, What is it that,
0: that our, our collective needs to heal still? And I think too, like the word conflict or division is so strong still because that fueled such a divide. And I still feel that in the collective, you know, like it's, I don't know. It's just not like, yeah,
1: this this will be no doubt, right. Like another miasmatic Mm -hmm. thing. I think that like going forward, when we think about our kids or our kids, kids, People, the way we give carcinosa now, will we be giving the COVID nosode, right? Like because that is going to be imprinted and new, you know, sort of imprinted miasm. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting
2: that idea of it being an old symptom returning. It's this is just bubbling in my mind now as as you guys are talking about it. <laughs> Because it really does feel that way, right? People are reevaluating. You see people talking about it differently, or, oh, well, I'm not doing that again, or I'm yeah. not, you know, blah, 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 or digging their heels in. I'm going to behave this way, um, which is exactly how old symptoms returning happens, right? It's this, Kate, you've got this much more time and experience and wisdom. Now let's hit you, like Kelly, with your boundaries this week. <laughs> let's yeah. hit you with these things. How do you respond this time? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. yeah how are you going to do it differently now have you learned have you learned your lesson (laughs) whatever your lesson might be which will be different for everybody but I love talking about COVID as much as I hate COVID it's just (laughs) fascinating to me I just I think the collectiveness of it like the impact yeah you see the susceptibility of people you see like I it's just it feels
1: I don't know when you think It brings out their remedy. You see all the people that need arsenicum, that's for sure. (laughs) I
2: wonder if there's an increase. Well, there was I was was just gonna say I wonder if there's been an increase. I feel like I've prescribed arsenicum more in the last two years than ever before. But I wonder if homeopaths who've been in it for like 20 years would say the same. I feel like I don't know.
1: I think a lot of homeopaths were giving Arsenicum, not just. I mean, I, I think it was going along with some of the symptom, physical symptoms, but I think so much of that collective energy was was You're, that right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that stage, that end periodic end of the periodic table, and you know, stage of like loss and what's going to be taken mm-hmm. away from me, and obviously the intense yeah. fear of disease, mm-hmm. obviously.
2: Yeah, I just feel like it's
1: one of my most prescribed remedies right now. Well, that makes, I know, just as you're talking about that and you think about, like, how do people respond to that fear? They control, and that's arsenicum, right? Like, you begin to be more fastidious, more controlling, because it feels like the only way to cope, the only way to manage what feels out of control
2: thanks for listening to vital force
0: you felt inspired by this podcast please like
1: subscribe and share with someone you love if you have thoughts or feedback feel free to send us a message
0: we'd love to hear from you